in this session of Look at the Book, we're going to pose the question, what do you do when you are reading and you find a verse that seems to say the very opposite of what Orthodox theology has always said, or somebody brings you that verse and uses it to try to prove to you that something like, say, uh, the bodily resurrection is a myth. It, it's not taught in the New Testament. So, for example, 1 Peter 3.18, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh and made alive in the Spirit. So what if somebody says, Look, he died, and he died in an ordinary, physical, fleshly way. But when he rose, he didn't rise bodily. He only rose spiritually. And so the, the soul of Jesus or the spirit of Jesus lives on, but the body of Jesus is still smoldering in the tomb. What do you do? Father, as we look at this kind of problem in this particular verse Help us to be cautious, careful, open, wise, discerning. Uh, give us eyes to see what is really being taught. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So this isn't just lay people like me or you that would stumble over this. This is, this is scholars that are stumped by words like this. And the opinions go all over the map as to what this means, that he was made alive in the Spirit. So the question is, what do you do? How do you, how do you proceed? And the first thing I would say is, you, uh, besides studying carefully the immediate context, you look at the wider teaching on the resurrection in the... Uh, Epistle of 1 Peter. So here in 1 Peter 1, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So we know that Peter has taught in this very letter the resurrection of Jesus. And the word resurrection means not that his soul lives on, and all we have is the immortality of the soul, but not the resurrection of the body. This word is over against that Platonic teaching that all you get is a soul that lives on, not a bodily that, a body that was raised. And he says it again in 321, baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So two times at least, Peter speaks of the resurrection of Jesus, which is not a reincarnation. It's not the mere immortality of the soul. It is the raising of what was in the grave. That's what resurrection means. Second thing I would do is go back to the Gospels and say, how did Jesus present himself, or what did the Gospel writers present him as? And here's one of those astonishing passages in Luke 24, See, my hands and my feet. This is Jesus presenting himself after the resurrection to his apostles. See, my hands and my feet. It is I myself, the, the one that you knew before I died. Touch me and see for a spirit. So this is directly addressing the question, is it only a spirit that came from, from the tomb? 
A spirit does not have flesh and bones, as you see that I have flesh and bones. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they were still disbelieved for joy and were marveling, he said to them, do you have anything to eat? (laughs) And they gave him a piece of broiled fish and he took it and he ate it. So a, a spirit does not have flesh and bones and a spirit doesn't eat fish. And the next thing I would do is go to the wider teaching of the New Testament and see what others like Paul have to say. Philippians 3.21, he will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body. He will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body. So now in heaven, returning someday visibly, his body is coming. It's glorious now. It's not exactly the same. It's glorious. It's not like ours merely. It's like ours, but different by the power that enables him to subject all things to himself. And then here are two absolutely crucial texts that link with First Peter. First Corinthians fifteen fifty. The whole chapter is about the resurrection. I tell you this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Whoa. So flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable. That's what he means. So that which is perishable, flesh and blood is that aspect of flesh and blood that is perishable, cannot inherit the imperishable. Well, if flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, then how can there be a a resurrection of the body, our body or Christ's body? And here's another key verse that sheds light on that question. 1544. The body is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. And here's the link with 1 Peter, spiritual body. So Jesus insists, I have a body. I can eat. You can touch me. And Paul insists, and you could see it in the Gospels as well because of what strange things his body could do. It is not an ordinary body with all the same flesh and blood characteristics and perishable characteristics that we have. It is a spiritual body, a body that is suited for a different realm than this one, although some of this realm in its physical nature goes over, but not all of it, a spiritual body. So I think that's enough to come back here and say to ourselves or to anyone who is objecting, did Peter, when he said Jesus was put to death in the flesh and made alive in the spirit, deny that there was a bodily resurrection? And now we've seen enough to know this, this is not a denial. There's nothing here that says he did not come forth as a body. He's not saying that. There's no negation here. He did come forth in the Spirit, which could then mean, and nobody knows exactly for sure, precisely how Peter intends this, a a body that is spiritual, a, 
um, a resurrection in the sphere of the spirit, just like our body is new in the sphere of the spirit, something like that. So that's the way I approach a question like this. I look at the immediate context. I look at the wider context in in 1 Peter. Then I go to Jesus. Then I go to the other apostles. And I look for clues that would help me here. And I think the one, especially here in 1 Corinthians 15.50, where it says, I mean 1 Corinthians 14.44, where it says, once there was a natural body with all the dimensions of flesh and blood, and now there is a spiritual body and that spiritual body is very likely the, the way we are to understand this spirit here.